Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Rickstecker Audio Journey on MikeRickstecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-host is Shauna Wankel, who's also a fantastic writer in her own right. So this is not the final episode of the year, but we are doing a year-end, decade-end paranormal review of our adventures, plus take your questions. So this will be an open Q&A for all of you, and then we're going to highlight a number of our adventures and we saw that Jake Medford was down in the house and it's fantastic that Jake is with us because you know what the first one is on deck dun 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 drum roll going around showboat yeah <laughs> so um let's preface this a little bit so we had we've had a lot of adventures over the past um over three years now three and a half years of being together so that's where the focus of the show is going to lie in a lot but you know you know you had many uh things happen to you on the golden ride before that i'm sure we're going to get into the cafe we'll get into some of my older stuff as well but we'll start here with the place that brought us together to where we're at right now mm-hmm. and that is the goldenrod showboat so uh Thank you, Jay, because this is kind of your fault. <laughs> you brought us together. I think we owe him a hundred dollars, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we owe him a hundred dollars. Wait, $100. wait. Well, what was the term for that bet again? Um, you know what? I have it on video though. It's in one of the Goldenrod investigation videos, is the bet. So there's, oh, there, no, there's about was, eight of those videos out there. But. That that was only um there had to actually be a legal wedding. Oh, and there hasn't okay. Been. There hasn't been an actual. We and had I a hand can't fasting. remember if it was five years or ten years. Okay, well, we've I been together remember. for three and a half, so we got a year and a half to get married, so Jake can get us hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. So, yep there it, there it is. Jake Medford marriage within five years. Yep. Yeah, All and right. hand fasting doesn't count because it's not a legally binding ceremony. Okay. So there we go. And yeah. where we had the hand fasting was right there on the deck of the Goldenrod <laughs> showboat. So yes, we had our uh, our hand fasting on a haunted boat. It was the last wedding type ceremony on there. Um, and Jake even got the bat, the barge that was passing to uh, to the honk, honk their horn and everything. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of investigations on here. And, and Shauna... Um, you know, you first and foremost, of course, um, had a lot going on here over the years. I can't even, I don't even know where to you start. You don't even know where to start. Captain yeah. Minky? Yeah. Uh, I can say the very first time that I stepped foot on the showboat was in August of 2013. Okay. So, uh, so that was over six years ago now. Yeah. So earlier in the decade. I never got to see it in its prime or when it was a functioning showboat. Yeah, but, but even some of the photos from back then are just amazing. Yeah. Like the stained glass and all that. And I don't I don't have the stained glass photos up here, but yeah. Yeah, there's just um, so much going on in 
outside and just from looking at it from the outside you know you would never expect especially if you'd never been in there before what you were going to see whenever you stepped inside because it was like stepping into a totally different um universe <laughs> a different yeah, it was like time a to- period whole other time yeah yeah different different it's like stepping into a time capsule and then you also or i personally would lose time in there like i would swear i'd only been in there for an hour and then like several hours later it's like oh my god it's dark you right. know and just um and and i don't know if it was just because that was like my happy place or you know and you always lose track of time when you're having a good time and or or did time just move differently in there? <laughs> it could have. We talk about that with a, with a lot of these places that we go to, that time seems to move differently. Um, there are some questions to Ashley Wilson-Reeves about where uh, it's at. And so it was in Campsville, Illinois, uh, a couple of years ago. It was burned in an arson fire. Um, but the uh, the website, it's uh, goldenrodshowboat.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they were still taking donations. In fact, Haunted Road Media needs to send them off a uh, donation here uh, for for the holidays um, because they do have many of the items uh, still on hand in storage. And so, you know, there's and, and Jake, you can put the link down there in the chat. Um, I know there's talk of a museum or recreating the bow and a lot of different things that they're looking at possibly doing. Uh, but those items are uh, are still around, or at least many of them. Um, and they've been on display at the Haunted Road Media Paracon here the last couple of years. So, um, you know, please be supportive to Goldenrod Showboat. But, um, yeah, I know when I first, um, when I first met you, that was when there was all the kind of crazy stuff going on, uh, with all the legal issues and, you know, you guys had the, uh, the ceremony and all that. And you kind of just invited me out as kind of like a shot in the dark to like, hey, do you want to video this place? Mm-hmm. You know, put it up on your channel before it's gone. Because um, that was back when they were going to take over. And I guess, well, I guess they were going to burn it. That was their idea was they were yeah. going to burn it anyway. So, and then yeah. it and turned out, what was it? Maybe a year and a half after that, when it finally actually did, after having like a temporary reprieve, so, but, um, yeah, from our investigations on there, you know, I always thought it was an amazing place. Um, of course we've, we talked about, uh, many times about that passageway up on the second floor where there was that shadow activity, always a heavy feeling where you saw a couple of twinkles and it's where we had, um, the possible fairy activity going on too, Yeah, you know, with that, with that, uh, yellow ball of light. I feel like if I hadn't have I had not have experienced that, I probably I may not have experienced it anywhere else. I feel like that was probably the unlocking of another. I don't know what you want to call it. Almost like a different universe. Yeah. Yeah. Just another I, another dimension, almost. Yeah, because since then, I've started seeing that kind of activity not quite in that way um because that, that was a pretty big <laughs> that's a pretty big that ball was like, of light, that let's was be like honest. at least baseball yeah. maybe almost softball sized 
but the twinkles, I mean, that's really where it started. You know, bloop, bloop, bloop. And then um, ever since then, you know, you and I have both seen them. You more so, but, yeah. And Jake did put the uh, link down in there in the chat. So goingaroundshowboat.com slash donate slash index.html. Uh, yeah, please go ahead and do that. So, but yeah, that's where the twinkle started. Yeah. And that has something, that's been something that's followed here for, I guess, a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, oh, whoa. So I'm assuming that Jake is going to be bringing the artifacts uh, back again for the Paracon. So if anybody goes, anybody that wants to go, you'll be able to see that display. It's a pretty impressive display now. Um, there's a lot of original artifacts from the boat. So a lot of really nice pictures and and stuff. Yeah, original yeah, they had wood. like four or five tables going on last year and it basically it like encompassed that entire corner of the uh, of the Grand Ballroom there at Mineral Springs. Um, yeah, so it's it's quite impressive the uh, the amount, amount of material that they bring out. So mm -hmm. um, definitely and so Greg Rinkin made a, uh, a response here. Time moves differently at Mineral Springs, which, yes, we will be getting to uh, Mineral Springs as well for sure. So, um, and if you guys have any questions about anything uh, paranormal, please go ahead and throw it down in there because this is a open uh, paranormal Q&A as well. But, um, yeah, Golden Rock Showboat was definitely um, a game changer for for this decade you know, um, as, as we're, and you know, I haven't even really thought about it until like just now today, kind of brainstorming for ideas at decades ending. I know other people have been posting about it. Um, I've just been kind of, it just never really hit me like, oh yeah, yeah. Decades ending. Crap. Okay. So we need to do mm -hmm. something about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a big thing this, this decade, uh, for both of us. So on different levels but yeah so all right so speaking of mineral springs then there's goldenrod showboat so our new home then this goldenrod is gone mineral springs hotel alton illinois so um we go down here a lot actually <laughs> um tim shown yeah. says that you're listed on the site on the Goldenrod site as a volunteer. <laughs> Proudly. Um, Even though it's not standing, I'm still a volunteer in spirit. Yeah. So uh, Roland Gerodius uh, is talking about Malvern Manor being like a second home for uh, he and Cynthia from Raven Rose uh, Paranormal. And that's that's kind of like what we think about Mineral Springs is it has become a second home for us. That, yeah. You know, there's, it's raining Zen is there. We were there this past weekend. Um, I know you're going there again on Friday while I'm working, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, it's, it's extremely haunted as well. You know, five levels of, you know, all different kinds of haunts going on there. And then the way that, uh, Dave and Donna from it's raining Zen and you know, all the girls that work there, it's like family, you know, you go there, you'll, you'll like be sitting on the couch in the, in the lobby and you never know who might walk in. You know, we'll just be sitting there and like Coyote Chris Sutton will walk in. We've mm -hmm. had Chuck Banks walk in. Just <laughs> you know, out just, of the blue. Yeah, just random. He's like, he's, he lives up in Iowa and all of a sudden there's Chuck walking in. Yeah. Um, but in this, for this weekend, this past weekend, it was um, your friend Donald Buxbaum. Oh, you know, just, yeah. Just boom. You're like, 
ran into each other right there in the store. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, you never know who's going to show up there. Anybody who's anybody should <laughs> go there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been, I mean, that's our home of the Haunted Road Media Paracon now. Uh, we've done that the past two years. Coming up this year in 2020 on June 13th. Um, but also that's, you know, we've had some significant uh, things happen there regarding the paranormal. That's where, um, I mean, Lee Ehrlich taught us uh, the uh, water-based EVP method. Uh, that's where, you know, you met Molly. That's where we had the, uh, you know, the girl uh, in the hallway, the apparition of a girl, which, you know, Tom McNicholas is down there in the chat. He saw her too. Um, I don't know if Nick and Dustin are down there, but... Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's happened there for us. Yeah, that... And every place that you... Every level, sometimes every, like, area, every room that you walk into there has a different kind of energy. I mean, it's it's weird, you know? It's like the... There's the good vibes, you know, that's there. The whole place has good vibes for me, but, you know, the the areas closest to zen and indigo moon and all mm -hmm. that are so you know light and and you know zen <laughs> it's just it's zen, <laughs> zen. It's, it's truly zen for me so um and then as and then say you walk back if, if you've been in mineral springs you uh pass the shops and go towards the restroom as soon as you walk through that entryway the energy changes and I can tell you, like, the further, you know, down you go, like, each level, the energy changes. You go upstairs, the energy changes. It's just, there's so many different kinds of energy in there. Um, and it's not just, oh, there's, you know, one person hot in this area, one person active in this area. I mean, there's the, the key players, as I call them, and then there's just, you never know what you're going to find. So... Yeah, yeah, it'll surprise you because uh, we had heard stories like upstairs. We'd heard stories about that little girl up there for forever. In the one room, you know, they have, um, you know, the different like stuffed animals and things like that in there. Uh, but we'd never really experienced anything before. We were always, you know, I mean, there was Molly for you um, down the one hallway. Uh, Pearl, you, you have actually seen Pearl before. Of course, uh, the activity that's down in the pool and we were getting... Um, all the water-based EVPs in the hallway off the grand ballroom. So you know, a lot of different areas of the hotel, a lot of different types of activity. And then all of a sudden a place that we had investigated, I don't know how many times we've been upstairs there. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's mm -hmm. that little girl. It's like, okay, there she is after all this time, you know? So it's a really, really interesting location. Um, in fact, Rowan Gerodius asks, so this can kind of play into this, uh, do you have any particular ghosts you have a close relationship with there uh, where you can just chat chat with when you visit a location? So, I mean, I mean Molly kind of follows you around now, but yeah, that Molly, was one that you would go there. Yeah, and, it was that I would go there to talk to her or to interact, I would say, because it's not like... You know, everybody else could hear me talking to her because uh, it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Uh, it used to be I, I went there and she'd be there, but um, now she's 
just goes everywhere. So, um, I mean, she's here. She she will go in the house. She'll go to my job. She'll go, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we go to Mineral Springs, you know, but she doesn't just stay you know, in her room, if that's what I call her room. If that's where we're at, she'll go just about anywhere. So she'll travel. It's like, it's not that I necessarily see her sitting in the car whenever we go, but... It's kind of like, has Shauna will travel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I don't really, I'm not still 100% sure that Molly is her name, but um, the strong reaction that I got whenever I said it I kind of feel like that's probably her name Uh, but I still will not believe it 100% until I find proof and that's going to be hard so yeah yeah um just given the reaction that that you had and the energy I felt when you know you said her name was just to me it was it it, to me it makes it like at least 90% likely that's her name so, but that's again, Mineral Springs where we have so many, you know, fantastic, uh, paranormal experiences, especially in that upstairs area. Um, so that was Molly's room and then the hallway and then Pearl's room. Yeah. That whole, you know, corner there is just, you know, amazing. But then you go down that hall into the, uh, through the door into the owner suite and it's like a totally oh. different energy. It's a, just, it's a, down the hall it's a different corner of that upstairs area and you get in there and and i still remember that it was so vivid about how (laughs) you know i I got the camera going and everything and you know i see the pantry and it's massive it's like its whole own room all these shelves and everything and i'm like wow this pantry is cool and all of a sudden i hear shot (laughs) into the pantry because something spooked her down the hall it's a really cool pantry now it's my hiding spot (laughs) I don't like I don't like that area, uh, and even going up there, like I said, even going up there with Dave, and he doesn't like it up there. Yeah, neither. Dave doesn't like it either. Yeah. And um, you know, I love Dave, but there was a race to see who could get out the fastest. <laughs> I mean, it literally, it literally felt like uh, things were coming out of the walls after you as you were going by, and it was mm-hmm. just uh, and. And I don't remember if I was carrying any black tourmaline or not. I don't think it really mattered. <laughs> um, there was just way too much energy all at one time, and none of it uh, made me feel really that comfortable. And then, you know, I kind of tried to, you know, blow it off. But then, as you know, Dave and I were coming, um, getting closer to the exit, we're we're both just like, nope. Right. <laughs> and luckily, the hall was you know big enough to accommodate both of us because we were out of there. And I couldn't get out of there fast enough. And then it was kind of like he had to like brush it off because it was just all that, whatever that was, just clinging to you. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think Donna took like some. She did like a sealantite wand. wand. Oh, she did sage. Okay. And and the wand too. I was just like, (laughs) I'm not going in there anymore. I. Let's be real. I'll probably go in there. You went in there. You went in there at least once because you took me in there. Yeah. And you said it wasn't that as bad that day until you got spooked and ended up oh, in the pantry. Yeah. What yeah. it was. Yeah. Whatever it was, just I didn't really feel uh, scared per se. 
like scared for my life or anything like that but just man I'm not saying that I think it was like demonic or anything like that either I didn't have the it didn't feel like that it just felt like whatever it was was just really not happy right (laughs) not that it wasn't happy with me you know I've been nothing but respectful to everything there everything everybody you know the whole entire building I have nothing but respect for it was there before I was you know I'm coming into its space not the other way around right um now that owner suite does have that one room in there that is supposed to be the when it was a regular hotel room because um, the owner suite is basically a bunch of the hotel rooms that were put together to make this suite but one of the rooms there was supposed to be the jasmine ladies room which is the one that's supposed to you know basically she got caught cheating and ended up getting um i I, was it thrown down or she fell down the stairs or whatever but she died going down the stairs um so that's kind of the legend of that room not really sure if that's the entity that's there but in addition to what you know kept spooking you up there um as i went into the one room it has red walls and it's down one of the other hallways uh it has like a little alcove in there and as i walked into the room it was like somebody was standing in the alcove and then, you know, when I turned, it, the person was gone. So it was kind of like one of those out of the corner of your eye things, um, but not like a not like a shadow person type of a out of the corner of eye thing. It was more like there was like seriously somebody standing there. So a little bit different. Uh, I think we need to answer this one because this has been asked by both Robert Hanna and Chris Nuara. Uh, so Robert's saying what are places you two are hoping to investigate in the upcoming year and chris asks what's a location that's on your bucket list so the kind of the uh, very similar questions what's a bucket list item for you i mean scotland scotland ireland, ireland. yeah you know all, all of that over there like i could castle crawl for days and be happy right and i probably have to take my entire family with me because i wouldn't want to come back really <laughs> and i feel like it's going to be I feel like some some things about my past past, I think, will probably some things will probably click while I'm over there because I've always felt drawn to that area. Even even a long time ago. A long, long time ago. So uh, I've always been fascinated with that area. And then I feel like some of our little twinkles and balls mm-hmm. of light you're gonna be like oh look who's here yeah it's kind of like I their home like, right yeah i feel like you know interacting with them is going to be on a different level yeah so i just um checked one off the bucket list so uh that would be the anasazi ruins in chaco canyon in new mexico now i say I check it off the bucket list because i've been there now and i and i spent um several hours there but it was really just the tip of the iceberg. So definitely have to go back. Um, you know, basically it was Pueblo Benito and a couple of the other sites, you know, real quick. But Pueblo Benito, I spent a few hours there. And then, you know, but there's so much there. I mean, the one guy, there was an elderly gentleman that I was talking to. He's like, yeah, you know, there's, you know, he was talking about the psychology behind these uh, petroglyphs that somebody had, you know, carved in there, you know, a thousand years ago. And it's like, oh, this sounds really cool. Yeah, I want to check those out. And it's a six-mile round trip to walk all the way down there and back. 
you know, you, so it's like, okay, um, yeah, next time. Cause I, I only had about five hours. <laughs> so, so yeah, next time. Um, so there's a lot to actually see and do there. So, um, so half of a bucket list item, cause I want to go back. Uh, but I have checked that one off, but like you, uh, Ireland and Scotland and, and crawl all the castles and, um, of course, Castle Grant's in my family. I think it's privately owned now, though. But, um, yeah, all that stuff. Um, Paris Catacombs. The Paris Catacombs, absolutely. Um, and not just the touristy side. I want to go into, like, the more restricted area. Um, if you ever saw the movie As Above, So Below, uh, they did a lot of filming within that area. Basically, what you see of the Paris Catacombs, they filmed in the Paris Catacombs. I want to do that. Well, you go, and then I'll stand back here with, like, some string or some chain or whatever, and as mm-hmm. you're going and you're like, what the hell? Then I'll be there at the other end. All right, so yeah. you can yank me back as, as the catacombs eat me. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, Brent Burris, have you guys done Goldfield, Nevada yet? No, um, haven't. Um, I was just in Good Springs, though. Not investigating, but at the old uh, Pioneer Saloon, uh, which is supposed to be very haunted, and that's um, um, I'm forgetting their names off the top of my head, but they have the memorial there for um, Carol Lombard and um, Clark Gable mm-hmm. because she died in the plane crash there, and that's where you know they kind of brought the bodies and set up shop and all that stuff. Um, but they still have from a shootout that was there. In the saloon, they still had the bullet holes in the uh, in the wall, so it was it was considered a um, uh, oh, what was the term? And, and but basically, it was over a, um, a, a contest, some sort of uh, money dispute, and the death was considered okay. <laughs> um, I forget the term. My brain is just kicking me. Too much talking tonight. But, um, yeah, so it was interesting because they still had the bullet holes. And I wonder if the microphone's picking up your demon stomach right now. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. It happens. It happens. A lot. So, um, all right. So, yeah, Gary Parrish is like, uh, Parrish Catacombs are phenomenal. Have you been there? Uh, Chris is saying, I want to go to the Egyptian pyramids. Yes. And find out who really built them. Uh, that would be amazing. Um, anything like, anything like that, uh, like ancient Egypt, the pyramids, um, go to Greece, like the Parthenon and everything. Um, the, um, like Gobekli Tepe out in Turkey, any of those ancient sites like that, I'm always down for. Um, go to Rome, the Colosseum, all that stuff. So, all right. Um, and Brent saying it was over mining claims, as was most of the shootings. Okay, he's talking about the the shooting there, the Pioneer Salute. Okay, thank you. Um, all right. So, in Roland, another question here: of all the places you have investigated, uh, which one has ever made you feel uncomfortable or even scared to be in? I know you're going to say the cafe. <laughs> right? Right? Me? Cafe? 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 
No, I can't you're, really say scared though. But there was only uncomfortable one time. when you're having shit thrown yeah. at you like bookcases. Yeah, there was only one time that I felt like really, really super uncomfortable. You had to run out of there because you had a bookcase getting thrown yeah. at you. I mean, like not me personally, like I did something bad and deserved to have something thrown at me, but uh, the building was unhappy for some reason. Um, but we went back. <laughs> uh, God. Um, I don't like basements. Basements scare me everywhere. Like not just certain places in particular. Um, although I was down in the very, very bottom of Mineral Springs with just Vanessa online to keep me company. And we both heard something growling. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't my stomach. <laughs> it wasn't right. my stomach. Um. Yeah, yeah. The cafe will some would it would sometimes it would sometimes spit you out. It was it was a very temperamental building, but uh, I mean, you've told me stories about guys running out of there screaming like little girls, yeah. and yeah, it's uh, that the cafe was a place where sometimes if you ask for something, it was going to give it. You know, it was one of those rare. It was a rare, one of those rare places where a lot of times, if you ask for something, uh, it would deliver. For sure, Are you, for sure, you definitely did not want to go in there and be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> because you probably would get something lobbed at you, and they probably wouldn't miss. Um, and there, there been there been some assholes through the doors a time or two, and um, they never came back. So. Yeah, um, for me on that with uh, uncomfortable or even scared. So I can't say anything has ever like really scared me aside from like when I was a kid. Uh, but I always believe that's different. You know, you're when you're a little kid and you're going to get scared of stuff. Um, but as an adult, um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty intense there when we did uh, the cleansing for the episode that was uh, shown on The Haunted uh, and that was years ago. That was, you know, that was a lot earlier this decade. That was back in 2011. So, you know, you're talking, I mean, we filmed it in 2010 and it aired um, later that spring. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was quite a while ago now. Um, and that was that was crazy with with the way everything kicked up. Um, you had Talison getting punched in the gut with the EVP that said die. Of course, they didn't know that EVP was there until later. Um, you know, the back door kept blowing open. We'd shut it and blow open again. We'd shut it. Um, and then all the crazy stuff that was going on outside, it was just, you know, with the wind and the cats running around like crazy, it was just nuts. Um, so it was intense. I, I can't necessarily say I was scared. Um, but the one, and you just read about this recently, you're like, oh, that was really freaking creepy. Okay, the, yeah. the shadow people in the woods. Um, so again, I, I mentioned a walk in the shadows a couple times on um, <laughs> on the Edge of the Rabbit Hole show tonight. So, um, and it's, it's not like I'm purposely trying to pimp the book for when it comes out in January, but it's it's something that I've recently been writing on a lot lately, and so it's like I can reference it really easily. But um, yeah, there there's a story in there about these you know, shadows that I was, you know, seeing in the woods, but it was, it was the situation. It was like, I wasn't in a situation where I was investigating or doing anything remotely close to that. It was something that was personal that was going on. 
And I was essentially trying to talk somebody down off a ledge sitting in this car back behind this abandoned house. And it was just dark back there. And then, you know, from the mirrors, um, like the side mirror, seeing the the shadow people kind of emerge in, uh, from the woods, standing next to the trees. And one came up to the car and it's like, something's going on here that's not cool. Um, and it was just like, we we need to go. You know, we're not in the right frame of mind for this type of stuff to be going on. And as I got out of the, her car to go back to mine, there's all those shadow people that are standing near the trees, but then there's this white wispy thing that's going on through the uh, the top of the trees. And it's like, okay, this is just nuts. So we got out of there. So again, not really scared, just not prepared for the situation. It was definitely very creepy. So there you go. All right. Um, if you guys have any other questions here, we can get to the next location. Um, oh, this is from Tim Schoen. says, at HRM, could a town that was abandoned due to mankind's actions, such as uh, Pitcher, Oklahoma, be haunted as a result of those actions? It was uh, abandoned after a mining company dumped toxic waste in piles above ground instead of putting the, the mines back the way they found them. Um, I mean, you can always find energy like that anywhere. Um, you know, if it's abuse of the land or abuse of the people, I mean, it sounds like there are tragic things that happen there. So what do you think? Um, when something, when the, when land is disrespected, yeah, if, if there's, I would, I would think that the angriest energy is if there's any native American there at all. And the land was disrespected like that. I would say that could breed some, some angry energy, but you know, paranormal activity uh, energy doesn't always stay in one spot. You know, it can you can have uh, energy that's passing through that doesn't have anything to do with the area. You know, yeah, as we've that seen, that could be a transient spirit. Sure. Yeah, we've we've seen that. So, uh, the cafe had it. The goldenrod had it. So, you know, definitely, you know what. You can't depend on what you think you know about a place to remain constant because people change, energy changes. Right. There you go. All right. So, Andrew saying Facebook never gave me a notification. I don't know if Facebook does notifications. Uh, I mean, maybe. Do they give notifications if you go live on a video on a page? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I got one. You got one? Okay, so maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know if it does it because I, I, I'm listed as something other. Yeah, on YouTube, you have the bell icon that you click to get the notifications. I, Facebook doesn't really have that, so I have no idea. I, I can't remember. I don't know if there is an option I know um, where you can save a page where it kind of no adds idea. it to your... Because I know, I know you can... I'm pretty sure you can do that because I've saved ages before and if you do that i am sure it gives you a notification yeah. uh chris noara how was your experience at the hinsdale house so i'll get into this real quick shauna wasn't there um as it was a extended trip and so she had to work but um i'm going to be releasing that video probably at the beginning of the year rather than the end of this one because uh, that was there were three different places that we uh that we investigated <clears throat> on that trip 
Uh, Hinsdale had a lot of interesting activity going on on the land outside. So we were talking about the twinkles earlier. Uh, similar activity, except instead of the white twinkles, uh, they were blue. And sometimes they were just real quick, like pinpricks, maybe out in the woods or something. But then there were ones that were extremely close, but also ones that kind of like slowly glowed on the ground. It's like they would morph into existence and then they recede back out and you could like go right up to them. It was crazy. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you know, you know, type of firefly. It's like, well, there are blue fireflies, except there's two problems with it. One, they exist mostly in the Carolinas. So wrong part of the country since Hinsdale is in New York and also wrong time of year. So those come out uh, those particular blue ones come out in June, and this was the end of September. And what was really interesting was you're walking up to them, and like I said, you get really close, and you're looking down, and it's like you see the little blue light, shine a flashlight on it, and there's like nothing there. There wasn't a bug there to make a light, so no idea. Uh, but that investigation video will be coming out here at the beginning of January. I would go out there just for that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Just there was the more land. going on out there than in the house. I mean, I've I heard, wouldn't even go in the house. Yeah. I would just camp out on the land, and that that's where I'd stay. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I've heard great things about the house. I've been in the house. Uh, and there may have been a little bit going on there when I was there, but it was mostly outside. So, um, all right. So, let me get to the next location. So, that was the cafe. Uh, something that we've done a lot of here in recent years are the Lost Cemeteries. And so this is um, Belt Salem. Still don't understand the Salem, but the Belt family is there very prominently. Uh, lost in the woods. Uh, and, and we've, of course, found others in the woods as well. Not just this one. But this has kind of been a um, a project that we've really enjoyed undertaking in where you know these these cemeteries you know they're uh, overgrown people have forgotten about them these people in these cemeteries have been lost to time by covering them uh we're at least recognizing that hey these people had lives they they lived they were humans on this earth and we should not forget them so um yeah we've done this at a number of locations yeah, that one was such a nice little peaceful yeah. place too. And they had the like these big like you saw there, these big stones like that. And some of them were like really well preserved. Uh but then there was a bunch of little ones and there were some that didn't even have uh names on them or they'd been worn off over time or and I'm sure that there were you know, a lot of remains there with without any markings and stuff like that so because if i remember correctly i think that place was was pretty good sized yeah that one um belt salem was a really good sized one uh, let me bring it back up here there we go yeah that one was a really a really good sized cemetery it had some really big stones we've have found some smaller ones out in the woods another one that's a, that's a decent size maybe not quite as big of stones but still some good size was that schumann cemetery yeah you know that was up there by uh, your hometown lost in the woods again and with that one you could kind of see 
how when it was originally put up there, it was in, intentionally done to be on the top of the bluff overlooking the Illinois River. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now because nobody's been keeping up on it and the trees are growing up, you know, it's just lost in the woods instead of having that beautiful view over the river. Yeah. I would love to see what it used to look like. Yeah. Someone somewhere has pictures of it. I'd, I'd like to see it. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't even tell. And it is not easy to get up there. <laughs> no, no. And we did that after oh. hike elsewhere. So I know you're hating me after that one. Mm, I was so tired. You were after all that. And plus it had just rained. Yeah, and it so rained it the day before, so it was muddy hill. trying to get up there. And your dad was like, oh, yeah, it's just at the top of the hill. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit further than that. Yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, to actually get to the cemetery after we'd done the other thing, it was like, um, it was like, well, you know, we're already up here. I know you're hating me for that one. <laughs> so, uh, but it was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was worth it. So, but that is uh, something going forward that we're going to continue to do is continue to try to find these lost cemeteries. And, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, I mean, they need volunteers. They need volunteers to keep them up. You know, people will say, well, what about the historical society? And it's like, well, they got a lot of other things going on too, you know, not just try to keep up the cemeteries, but there's historic buildings around the county. And it's, so there's a lot of things that the historic societies are doing. And, you know, they're always limited in funds too. So they have to kind of pick and choose what they're going to work on. Um, but a lot of those, like the, the Schumann one, I mean, it's, you know, it itself is not private property, but there's private po- property that surrounds it. So somebody needs to take an interest and volunteer to do it. Um, and unfortunately, we've talked about it before, that, that generation gap. And once you start to get away from the generations of people that were buried in a location like that, you know, the newer generation didn't know those people, so they don't really have an interest. It's like, yeah, that's my ancestor, but I didn't know them. So yeah. they lose the interest in keeping up on it. You know, it's like the older generation there was doing it because they knew those people, but now they're kind of like too old to do it. My dad was one of them because Schumann, that, that's family. That's family of mine. Um, but it's not as easy to get up there anymore. Right. My dad is not young anymore, as he says. So um, it's just not... The, it's just not the same. And then the people who are able to do it just don't care. They yep. just want to hunt up there. So Roland Gerodius asks, have both of you ever wanted to expand to UFO or cryptozoology and such? Um, I mean, we've included stuff like that on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So like we've had, like just recently here, uh, Ken Gerhard uh, came on the show and he was talking a lot of different cryptids. We've had Eric Altman on talking about, uh, Bigfoot. So, you know, we've, we've covered that a little bit on edge of the rabbit hole as far as UFO. I mean, we've both, uh, we've, we've done this show back when it was inside the upside down. We did a UFO episode and we did ancient aliens here. Was it last? It was the week before last, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we do cover the topic from time to time. It's not, it's not our primary focus, uh, but we do occasionally, cover it uh because it is an interest and um i think some of the things that we learned there i mean it's it's all connected that was, that's what we talked about last week was a connected universe and so it's all connected so it all plays a role and so there's things that we can learn from all these different aspects um but you know primarily we're ghosts and hauntings and 
shadow people, which I believe are interdimensional beings, but you know, Shana will sit here and say, I'm all about the ghosts. Say it. I'm just a ghost girl. <laughs> She's just a ghost girl. None of that other stuff really interacts with me. Talk about, you know, I've never seen. You've had more UFO experiences than I. By a whole one. But yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> I mean, I've had stuff that I could be like, yeah, that was, that was probably something. Um, but I've never seen an alien to my knowledge. Um, I've never been abducted to my knowledge. <laughs> uh, I've never seen some of the really creepy, you know, half man, half creature, half whatever stuff. I've never seen any of that. There's just a lot of things out there that I, I've just never interacted with. So do I believe they exist? Uh, I can't prove that they don't exist because I've not seen it to prove it. So Well, and you, you make a good point there. You know, those that are skeptical will always sit there and say, well, prove to me that exists. It's like, prove that it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just because I've never seen it doesn't mean that I can say, well, since I've never seen it, uh, then obviously it doesn't exist. I can't do that. Uh, for one, that's just rude. And who makes you the authority? You know, because I've never seen it. It obviously doesn't <laughs> exist. Right. Get off your pedestal. Stop being like that. You know, that's not going to get you anywhere. For sure, you're never going to see anything because you're a closed minded whatever. So <laughs> stop doing that. You know, don't, don't be. And really, I think it's just fear. Yeah, fear of what it's we don't understand. Fear. Because if you open your mind to something like that, then this carefully, you know, shield, the little shield, this little bubble that you've been living in all this time, all of a sudden you're not safe anymore. So if you're a little more open to it, then, you know, I believe whatever it is that out there, even if it's not good, whatever it is that's out there, you know, has more respect for somebody that respects it and that is open to it. So, oh, the Shauna has spoken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I remain open to it all because it, to me, it's, it's fascinating. You know, we were talking earlier on Edge of the Rabbit Hole with the uh, conspiracy theories, you know, about not sticking your head in the ground. And I think that's what happens a lot with these other things as well. People just want to stick their heads in the ground and be like, no, 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 no. It, it doesn't happen. It can't be real. And it's like, yeah what are you afraid of if it's you know if it's real then it makes the universe a lot bigger a lot more colorful a lot more interesting it gives us more things to explore and you know humans are explorers you know we like to go out and and discover things you know i, I think uh, in a lot of ways we've lost our sense of adventure in recent times i mean some i mean we're involved with the paranormal, so we definitely have a sense of adventure, but some of these other people that just, you know, kind of are set in their ways, it's like, you know, where's your sense of adventure? Like, you know, how it's so hard for uh, these different uh, scientific fields to admit that, you know, there's a new discovery. You know, it's like when it comes to like the archaeology, uh, the dating of some of these things and like admitting that there were older civilizations and maybe they had, you know, a, a more advanced technology and stuff like that. It's like, what, what are you afraid of it? To me, discovering new things like that is cool. It's like, okay, so your book that you wrote 10 years ago is obsolete. 
write a new fucking book. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, this, it's, it's interesting. It's fascinating. And, you know, as we discover new things, it makes the world a more interesting place. So jump on board. Jeez. So, all right. <clears throat> now I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Carrie Parrish, Shauna, that's how I feel about the black eyed children. I've never seen one, but that doesn't mean they aren't real. Yeah. I've never seen one. Yeah. Um, I don't know why some people see them and some people don't. I don't know why that is. I never figure that out. <laughs> it's just, it is, it is what it is. And we've talked about it. Well, we'll talk about it in a walk in the shadows that I think people resonate at different levels that, you know, we've talked before about how you see more apparitions than shadows. And I see more shadows and apparitions. And I think it's because it, you and I resonate at different levels. And so, um, you're, vibration your frequency taps into a different part of that plane of existence and i at another level well and and i hope it's not because they think i'm not open to it or if i'm close to it i'd like to open to it just so i can tell their creepy little black-eyed asses what what no no i know you're cute and you're a kid and stuff but get out of here with your black-eyed nonsense on now <laughs> you know no you want to let us in it's like no i do not want to let your creepy little ass in <laughs> no thank you no thank you i mean <laughs> does anybody just say you know i mean some people let them in and stuff happens but do people ever just no like, actually we don't know Be- I-, I think maybe they get eaten or something because the the only the only account i can recall and i've read several accounts that somebody let them in it was a complete it wasn't really them it was the kid that let them in into their car and you know they went into the store they left the kid in the car that's a different discussion there um and they come back and there's this other kid in the car with the black eyes and so you know she's wondering you know what the heck's going on she booted the kid with the black eyes out um but then there was all kinds of other crazy shit that that happened to him so um yeah so we don't we don't really know because that's the only one that i there may be others out there. Um, that's the one that I know of, but it could very well be that they let them in and they are no more. We don't know. Maybe that's why there's some disappearances. Maybe that's why I mean, maybe they get murdered or they have their soul sucked out of them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if, if you're out there and you've seen one and you told one no and you're still alive to talk about it, I want to hear about it. I want to hear what happens when you tell them no because... Whatever your fate is after you tell one no, that would be what happens to me because I feel like I'm probably strong enough in my conviction to not let stuff like that bother me to tell one no, I would like to think. Anyway, (laughs) I would like to think. I've seen some creepy kids before. You know, I saw one outside the cafe the one night. I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. I don't know. Back to... Back to the cafe. Let's go back to the cafe. I don't know what that was. Back to the cafe. There we go. Uh, I do not know what that was. All I know is that uh, it was at the time when no child should have been out on an old looking tricycle. And you could hear its little wheels. You could hear it come up. And we had the door open because it was nice out. And and this was like one, two, three o'clock. It was late. It was in the middle of the night. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, this 
we hear a sound outside and we all look towards the door and this little kid had come up on uh, a tricycle and I'm really glad I wasn't Rita <laughs> because said in this creepy little voice, Rita. And then it, we all just like looked at it and it, I called it an you called it, it an because, it. you know. It's a kid. You called it an it. I did. On and a tricycle. Yeah. A kid on a tricycle. A she calls on a tricycle, it an it. But it did not have, I could describe the kid perfectly too, but it did not have black eyes. Okay. No Even black eyes. it was dark. But I, creepy. It was creepy, but I said that, and then it just turned its head and then went on. So not a black-eyed kid experience, but a and creepy kid experience. It. Yeah, and then... It was a something. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was, but then after we kind of just sat there looking at each other, and Rita's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know, did it just say my name? I was like, well, we all heard it, you know? She goes, what was that? I was like, I don't know. And so then finally, we kind of slowly got up and went towards the door because nobody wanted to go after it, you know, and uh, it was gone. Right. So, yeah, that was my creepy kid story that didn't have black eyes. Didn't have black eyes, but creepy kid nonetheless. Yeah. It was a something. So, Marcellus Walensky is saying, sure wasn't a ghost. I don't know. So... Yeah, I don't know. it doesn't. It doesn't sound like a ghost. It's, I mean, it's something. I yeah, don't know what that was. We we heard it coming. I you keep calling it, it, it. We we uh, we could tell it was I could tell it was a little boy. I could have called it him, but the whole every single time we talked about it or told the story, I called it an it because right. of the time of the night that it was and Just and what it how did. How creepy it was, yeah. Yeah, it was really creepy. And it didn't look like anybody that we had seen around town before. And, you know, I, I grew up there. You know, I knew everybody's kids. Everybody did. Uh, but especially that time of the night. And it was an old-looking tricycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some parts of that thing that uh, were, like, the rust was, like, eating away at it. It was old, like huh. an old tricycle. And uh, it had a black seat. And uh, it was kind of like it might have been red at one time, but it had faded so badly that it was almost like sun washed. Like, like a, oh, wow. Like okay. So really decrepit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, you could hear the wheels. They kind of squeaking and okay. squeaking and screeching and stuff squeaking. It was, it was just. Yeah. That's like creepy. something out of a horror film right there. Yeah. I mean, we, we stayed. We shut the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shut the door after that one. And then we kind of sat in there for a minute. Um, it didn't change the activity in the building. And then right. we never saw it again. After. Ever. Didn't see a kid that looked like that around town. It's the only time it ever happened. Just that one time. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Very creepy. And so I've know. always wanted to investigate at this cafe just because of stories like this you know somebody did buy it here recently but i have no idea what's going on with it i'm going to find them and i don't care if i fall through the floor i'm getting back in that building again Um, i'm gonna do it there's that i just at least want to go in at one time to say that i've been in there and just to kind of get the ambiance of it to get the vibe get the energy I mean, you can't even go on the ground floor anymore on the one side because... The, well, yeah, it's caved in. You don't know how bad it is now because that was like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
that so was, it could be even worse by now. That was about five, six years ago when okay. that door caved in, something like that. Um, and all the floods that have been down there since then, so it's got to be worse by now. There's at least a couple, usually a couple a year, at least one a year for sure gets yeah. in there. And then we just had this big one. So, yeah, I don't know. Which but, is why I'm, I was like, I'm glad I didn't buy it. I mean, we considered it because just because of the price, but it's like, it's a massive liability though. I mean, it was only 800 bucks, yeah. but massive liability. Um, somebody breaks in there and, you know, falls through the floor and breaks their neck or, you know, or they don't notice that there's a hole in the floor and, you know, then, yeah, then you're screwed. Right. I, you know, but that, uh, that upstairs though. You know, we had so much activity downstairs, but I had a lot of it upstairs. But it would come down to you, though. You could coax it to come down to you, but when you were upstairs, it was so creepy. And uh, there was a lot of activity going on. Uh, Byron was very active up there, too, because that's, you know, the last place that he was before he died. So... Um, it wasn't a building for him. It was a tree. But, and I had asked him a lot of times, you know, with no, you know, response one way or the other. You know, I knew that he could see some of the stuff that we were interacting with him with. And some of the things that we were talking about because he would, you know, sometimes repeat stuff that we right. did. But, you know, I'd asked him many times. You know, do you see, like he would see, it was almost like he could see us and he could see some of the objects that we were talking about or whatever, but he, I didn't get a positive ID on whether he could see the building or not. You know, so I don't know how it all works. I don't have the answers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're just <laughs> reporting what you experienced. So we are getting down toward the end of the hour here. So wrap it up with uh, with this one from Betty Lange. Mike, you've done paranormal investigations on the East Coast, Midwest, and recently been to Vegas. Is one more haunted than the other? Um, I've gotten this question before. And yeah, over the years, I have investigated a lot of different locations. Um, of course, as a, as a kid growing up on the East, um, you know, and that's where I had some of my first experiences. Um, yeah, Midwest, uh, originally from Ohio, and then have lived there um, in my teens, and then you know, back to Maryland, and you know, yeah, I've done Vegas. I lived in Oklahoma for a while. It's what I'll say about this is I can't say one is more haunted than the other. The energy is just different based on the location. Like a, a place like Maryland, where you've had a lot of the Civil War history, War of eighteen twelve. Um, you know, it's it's very different there than say you know ohio <laughs> you know where you didn't have so much of that stuff you had um in, in ohio you had like more native american stuff um you know and there were some battles out there like battle tip of canoe and things like that but it was you know again a very different energy um oklahoma of course ton of native american energy there um you know uh, but even then you know, like Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie, Oklahoma was one of my, you know, favorite haunts. But that entire town is haunted. But you get like the whole Old West vibe out there, like the Blue Bell Saloon and, um, you know, the Black Jail, which was the, the first territorial uh, jail there on the uh, in the state. Um, you know, it's just it, it's a very different vibe than um, 
like Massachusetts was colonial times. You know, it's just place to place to place. You have, you know, different energies. Um, you know, um, what's, what's another good one? So like Samuel Mudhouse, where John Wilkes Booth was, you know, it was a, again, a, a different time frame, a different place. So it's a different energy. And I, I think that's what you can gather from, from these things is, you know, the, and the energy that's there. So you have whatever is attached to the ground and, and all those different locations were formed, you know, at different points in time, you know, like Ohio, you know, it was, it was cut by a glacier. So, you know, that's what basically the Ohio Valley is, is, you know, it's, it was where old glacier had been. Uh, it's very different than the way the East coast was developed as opposed to, you know, the West where you know, a lot of that used to be an ocean. So, um, so you have those different type of energies mixed in there as well as whatever's there from the history. So if you go into a, um, a place that has that civil war history and you're taking that in, um, you're feeling the energy of a different place in time and the way people, um, felt, uh, during those time frames, as opposed to out West when, you know, in their energy and what they're feeling when, you know, they're pioneers and they're, you know, you know, while, you know, anybody during that, that time frame kind of had it, you know, rough having to use an outhouse or, you know, what do you wipe with? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, you know, definitely wasn't as sanitary. So, you know, it's a lot rougher, but, um, different type of roughness living on the frontier and the wind that that's out there and, and trying to, um, you know, you got the land rush and, you know, the, you know, all the stuff with the railroads coming through, that's a very, very different type of energy than what you had back East. So, um, I just, I can't say any one place is more haunted than the other. It's just different. And then like when I talk to people from the UK, um, and those old castles, and again, it's supposed to be a very, very different type of energy than over here. So, yeah, not more haunted than the other, just different. And you could probably say the same for the different places you've investigated. I mean, I know you haven't, you know, branched out really far, but, you know, you did do some stuff with me out there in Ohio, um, Ohio State Reformatory. and Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um. And there were a lot of places. There were several places that we didn't even mention tonight that just had their own brand of uh, weirdness and and uh, crazy activity. A lot has happened in the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we didn't even mention Vandalia or you know Cheney or no Vandalia, Cheney, Beardstown, all oh all gosh. great ones. Um, the the other one that I still had here uh, that we hadn't covered was. Um, campsville grade school where we actually we captured an apparition we captured a shadow person on film we captured all those disembodied footsteps very clearly um on audio we got some fantastic evps there i mean and you had clearly reacted you know to what was going on like boom you're down the hall and you hear and you hear run run as you're running away so we should have a part two next tuesday (laughs) (laughs) and do the rest of them because man there's a lot of stuff yeah each place that we just talked about i could devote an entire hour to you really could yeah yeah because vandalia you know we we discovered you know names of the boy well we we finally got two boys i think we got one name 
but there were two boys. We got both of them on audio now. Um, you know, and just a lot of the history behind these locations, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. So, all right, everybody. Um, we'll get to some shout outs here.